Hi, this is Scott Harriet, and you're listening to the Bigfoot Club Podcast. Hey guys, please go to our website at www.bigfootclubpodcast.com. Check out all our merch and all our old episodes. Also, please look for our social media on Twitter, Facebook, on Instagram at Bigfoot Club, the number one. Also, check out Matt Knapp's Bigfoot Crossroads. He is on all platforms. If you have any paranormal or Bigfoot stories, please email us at BigfootClub1 at gmail.com. Hey everybody, Robert Jesse Dominguez, Bigfoot Club, Season 5, Episode 6. I'm here with Steven, my nephew. Steven, say what's up. Uh, hi, Uncle Robert. <laughs> You're so goofy, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'll just I'll, I'll just cut to the chase here. You know, I'm really, really happy to have this guest on. Uh, we were supposed to have him on on uh, December mm-hmm. for our finale for last season. Season four, but um, you know, grandma got sick, mm-hmm. so we had to postpone. And <clears throat> this guy, I just want to say, um, it, it's been a heavy influence on me uh, growing up. And uh, he's a he's a mentor of mine. Uh, I wouldn't be here where I'm at right now today doing this show without this gentleman in my life. Um, and whenever I was sick, he he, he drove from East Texas to come see me, mm-hmm. and, and that I will not ever ever forget. So I just want to welcome back into the club, Luke Gross. Luke. Yo, what is going on, guys? <laughs> so I know I didn't tell you I was going to do a grand entrance like that. So. No, no, you didn't. Thank you for the grand entrance, but dang, <laughs> you know. It wasn't as great as you coming out of the... Of those double doors with those with those uh, stilts, stilts, stilts. Yeah. yeah, stilts. Yeah, stilts. <laughs> well, I, yeah, you know, I wanted to let everybody know that that was approximately the height of the first one I ever seen. Was where they were? They put me at right at eight foot tall with the stilts. Right. Now, could I climb on the? Could I get on the stilts today? No, I would fall. I am so top heavy. No, excuse me, mid section heavy, and I would do a face plant so fast you have no idea. I don't know. You did. That. You did that. I was scared. I remember. I just. Kept, you were just like just open the doors. I go, but you're gonna have to, like, uh, you know, down. duck down. And you're like, I can do it. And I was like, mm. this was at this was at the USBC, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Earl Anthony conference room we were doing a uh pentex paranormal uh conference mm-hmm. and it was I, I can't remember what year that was it's was probably like mm, I think 2009 was, i think was it 2009 yeah, i was gonna say it, it was before the boys were born yeah 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 so so yeah, yeah luke luke came out with like stilts trying to give like you know an eye version to the the crowd did he uh, do the whole presentation in the stilts <laughs> no okay. no i was about to say i was thinking was he doing that i can't remember um, yeah, that was fun though. That, that was, was fun. That was just one of that. the many impressive things that you have done, Luke. Luke, <laughs> Luke, I want to say this, and I know you're not going to say this, but I want to say, before I met you, uh, that was what ninety nine two thousand you know, ninety nine mm-hmm. two thousand. Before I met you, you were you were with another group, and um, whenever I did finally got to uh, you know got to meet you, you know you we had formed Texas Bigfoot Research Center. And before you were on the scene, I mean, before all this, before, I, you know, Bigfoot was on the scene in Texas, there was, like, no websites. There was no groups. Mm-mm. There was nothing about Texas and Bigfoot, you know, Texas and Bigfoot. Nope. So I, I want to say that you, I've, I've always said this on other shows, 
that you are the grandfather of Texas Bigfoot. Well, that's that's cool. There, now there are others out there researching, and there were, but it, as far as having a big group of people, uh, I, I wanted to have researchers all over the state of Texas, mm-hmm. everywhere, and that didn't happen. And but that's okay. That's okay. I I become independent and learned so much more on my own, and you know I could form my own opinion and through hypotheses and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But, and I did, I learned a lot. I, and instead of having the headache of, okay, what's going on here? Who's doing this? Who's doing what? You know, and I enjoyed it. I loved working with people. I wanted to show people, tell people about what was going on out there that very few knew the, of what was going on out in the, in the woods. And, uh, but, and, I got laughed at plenty when I started talking. Mm-hmm. People, oh man, you're my, my own family. My brother, you know, he said you didn't see nothing, and because the first one I seen was with my mom. Yeah, your mom's uh, house, right? Your mom's uh, house. Yeah, on her front porch. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said, I said, hey, I said, if you if you think I'm lying, then you're calling mom a liar too. And that didn't sit too well with him. And yeah. He said, I don't know. And I it told was- him just be- just because you didn't see one. You haven't seen one doesn't mean I haven't. It was a it was a tan one, right? It was a the khaki color. Khaki, khaki color, yeah. I, yeah I, okay. That's always been embedded in my mind whenever mm-hmm. I first got on the phone with you. And I think when the when I first got on the phone with you, I think we talked like for four hours. Oh, absolutely. And we were just talking, and I was like trying to be a sponge and trying to get because um, <clears throat> I you know I have to say that uh, it, it was just it was just by by. You know, blind luck, I found you. Because, like, I, I know, like, any other person, like, in 99, 2000, I just typed in the word Bigfoot, and it came, it brought up uh, a uh, Don Keating's uh, Bigfoot conference. Mm-hmm. And it had a picture of you wearing a cowboy hat. And I don't mm-hmm. know why, for some reason, it had your uh, email on there. Right. And so I emailed you, and I said, hey, how does one contribute to Texas Bigfoot and I think uh Craig had reached out to me and told me mm-hmm. that you were in like Missouri with uh Boudros. And, That's uh, right. <clears throat> and like I think uh, after you got back, you know, you called me and you told me you know, everything that you thought about Bigfoot and and then you um invited me to join TBRC. And so at that time I remember telling my mom that and she was like, You're going you're going to a stranger's house and you're gonna talk about Bigfoot <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> and I go, yeah, mom. So she was not, she was not pleased. And, but you know, I went to go do it anyway. Cause it was, I mean, we met, I, I met uh, with a, with some good people and oh yeah, include, including you and, uh, Rand trusty, Gino Napoli, uh, mm-hmm. Ricky moon, um, buddy Britt, Jerry Heston, uh, Cindy Goodbreak. Um, I'm probably leaving some people out. Craig. Oh, yeah. Craig. There, yeah. There's, there's, there was a lot of people. And uh, were, were you there? At, you were at Craig's yes. when everybody got together. Yes. And I, I had that, that one video that I played of uh, when I was casting some tracks down behind my house mm. or my mom's house. Yeah. And that one come by and ducked behind some just some real small trees and some logs down. Yeah. And I just, I didn't see it at first. Actually, I didn't see it at all. I heard it, mm-hmm. you know, and then I was just panning the camera and I reviewed the video and it said, and they're showing me its teeth, you know, just 
opened its mouth showing teeth, and it's like, holy cow. I couldn't believe that. Did you Did you think it was a male? It was a, like a... I, you know, I, I didn't see enough of it to... I mean, it could have been. It could have been a male. Because uh, they moved up and down that fence row. And uh, they, it, it could have been saying, hey, I'm here. Get out. <clears throat> or just observing me. And, you know, to me, it, showing of teeth is uh, would be kind of an aggressive behavior. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like, look at me. I am the big kahuna right here, right now. Did it did it rock back and forth or side, side to side? No, not not when I seen that one. No, the one on the, my mom's front porch. Yes, it did. When it got in front of the door, blocked out the door, it just swayed back and forth just for a short while. And it turned and stepped off the porch, but that was, uh, that was a long time ago. Yeah. That was a 1984 for Pete's sake. <clears throat> and, uh, but you know, but what is, what is your thought on, on infrasound? Oh, infrasound. Mm-hmm. Well, for, for a long time, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I thought it was a bunch of BS. I really did. Uh, until I experienced what I believe was infrasound. Now, I can't say for sure that it was infrasound, but it made me, it was out at uh, Leah's place. Mm-hmm. And there was a bunch of us sitting up on the balcony of the horse barn. And I've been hearing one moving up and down this creek. There was a big uh, tin horn, you know, a, a tunnel that went under the road there. Mm-hmm. And I've been hearing it coming from there. And I said, well, I'm going. Everybody stay here. And I went down, was walking down the road. It was a gravel road. It's pretty noisy. And when I got to the, the, the tunnel that went under the road and the creek ran to the right, I just stopped, just froze. And why? I don't know. It felt like somebody threw a warm blanket over me. Mm. And it was it real, you know, it, maybe it was another instinct, an instinct that we have no idea that's there or ones that's just, they're there all the time, but we don't ever, ever use these instincts. Right. unless something is in danger. But I thought that was infrasound, actually. And a lot of people, a lot of honest people I've talked to have said that they'll get sick, they'll get headaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, th- I think it's a good possibility. Tigers can do it. Whales can do it. Elephants uh, can do it, right? Elephants definitely can do it. They communicate uh, with their deep bellows. So, no, I, I, I think there's a real good chance. Can I say yes for sure? No. But I think there's a good chance of it. Um after I left the uh, TBRC, I'm, I did maybe some, <clears throat> maybe about ten uh, investigations on my, on the side, just me talking to people, mm-hmm. and I I actually gone back. I've reached out back to some of these people, and after I, after I had talked to many people about infrasound, I went back and I asked I asked that question. I said, you know, what? I never asked this question. And I wanted to ask you this: Did you feel sick? Did you feel nauseated? And a lot of times, like most of the the investigations I was doing. They mm-hmm. would say, yes, I did. I did feel, you know, I did feel sick. I do feel like, you know, like my head was hurting or because, you know, people, everybody has different um, feelings when it comes to like EMF or infrasound and stuff. So, so I find it fascinating that, you know, that is something that, you know, back then we didn't even touch on that. We didn't even go to that. And those, so, there were, no, there was a lot of things we didn't touch on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, back then but you know a lot of things have come forward since then Mm -hmm. 
you know, uh, people's experience and uh, habituation, for instance. Oh, somebody would mention the word habituation. I'd say, you are so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and come to find out, you know, I wound up in a habituation myself. And, uh, you know, I did, I was one I always wanted to say, okay, you, I have to see it to, to believe it. You know, experience, experience it to believe it. I went, I wanted to say this, Luke, that, um, and I've said this to so many people that every time, like I've, I know I've taken Steven when he was really little. Do you, do you, do you recall that Luke a couple of times mm-hmm. we, he, was, he was like 10 or 11 or something like that. But every time I went in the woods with you, Luke, I, for some reason, I always feel safe I, and mm-hmm. I cannot, you know, cause like I've been to a lot of areas. I've been to Oklahoma, Ohio, you know, Arkansas, Louisiana, North Carolina, Texas, you know, Oklahoma and stuff. But I, I've been like really scared in some areas. I said, okay, this is, this is some really deep stuff and it's some really heavy like activity. But every mm-hmm. time, every time I went in the woods with you, I was always calm and, and <laughs> collective. And, and I don't know. I just, I always, I always tell Stephen, I say, I go, Luke's here. It's okay. <laughs> Because <laughs> Stephen, Stephen would, that's so funny. Yeah, he would be so scared. Stephen would like, you know, right? Mm-hmm. Stephen, you would, you'd be scared. And I said, I go, Luke's here. Everything's okay. Um, I was gonna say something, but you're gonna have to edit it out. So I'm gonna go ahead. Uh, no, um, well, I mean, what I should have, what I should have just picked up on, if if a if a certain individual was there, I knew we weren't gonna go deep in the woods. Yeah, you know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Um, no, there was, there was one time whenever we went, I forgot where it was. It was like near like some lake or something. And you were saying mm-hmm. like, or Bob was telling me like, like he was, he saw me like freaking out in a way because I, you know, the thought of being out there at night, you can't see it's already scary for a 10 year old, but he was all like, you know, Hey, if, if a Bigfoot was here, you know, you would hear, you would, uh, I forgot what you said. You I, say, I would you would hear it crash into the woods. Yeah, like, you would hear you. No, at first, at first you were like, you would like you hear the crickets, you hear all the bugs and everything. Oh and yeah, it yeah, automatically stop. And for some <laughs> odd reason, it stopped. Like oh they, my goodness! They stopped chirping or whatever. The crickets stopped going off, and I was like, oh god. And then you were like, no, 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 it's fine. You know, if it was a bigfoot, you would hear something like going through the woods, and there was something going through the woods. It was armadillo. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I was just like. I go really, Robert. You're you're two for two on this. You're not, <laughs> not helping on this. Um, but yeah, no. I I remember the countless times where I went with you, and I was just like, man. I don't I don't know why. For some reason, when Luke was there, I just always felt safe. It got better. Like when we went to that that uh, graveyard site. Yeah, yeah. Had that. Oh, that, um, where, where was it at? That was uh, Hallsville. 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 <laughs> yeah, yep. that was probably like the best. It, uh, it it was it clicked that, it clicked with me that day or right then and there it was it was nothing but uh, adrenaline and mm-hmm. it wasn't fear it was always adrenaline so I was like that, oh Luke was right it's you know adrenaline. you know what Luke uh, Stephen didn't go to this one but uh, Ash and Chris Collops and I mm-hmm. after after we interviewed you do you, do you remember mm-hmm. that in season two mm-hmm. we we drove to Hallsville and we were there for the I think we were there for a couple hours probably like five or six hours. And it's like right off the road. There's hard. I don't think there's any power lines close by there or nothing like mm-hmm. that. But we had. I had an EMF detector, and it was going off the whole time we were there. It was like going off at twenty milligauss. 
Holy and, cow. And, like we, I think we got a couple of e, like EVPs or something like that. And, uh, mm-hmm. and then we had like some, some calls, but they were way distant. It was hard to tell what they were. Probably like a coyote or something, but, but, you know, we did get some, you know, some calls and stuff. I think I sent it to you, but I, I probably need to do it again. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'd like to, I could hear it <clears throat> better with the headphones I have on now. Yeah. So you guys sound like you're sitting right next to me. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and same here. Like you're, you have probably been the clearest uh, guess that we've talked to on the phone. It's, it's amazing. It's literally like you're right next to us. That's awesome. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Sebastian. It, it's all good. All good. Um I was, yeah. I was gonna ask you, um, what do you feel about the Bigfoot researchers today? Oh, you're gonna have me go down that road again. I mean if you don't if you don't uh, want to talk about it, we can we yeah. can talk about something else. I just, <laughs> no, I've everybody's I think most researchers are dedicated to having an experience with one. Okay, mm-hmm. or more, but they're not dedicated to documenting their findings. It's all about the experience and not documenting uh, their findings, which is incredible to me. Back in the day, was incredibly important, and, and, and still to this day, it should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because the more you learn about, okay, take for instance food sources. What what would be one of their main food sources? One of their main. I know they they eat all kinds of things. Opportunistic yes, feeders. Yes. And you know, but at certain times of year, you find out what they eat. You document it, and you say, "Oh, this time of year, I should be in areas that has this food source or this type of forest." Uh, and and it just helps you out in the long run. Uh, and I'm not dissing. Uh, the researchers really it's just and i understand wanting to have an experience with one but uh, most of them are out to solve the mystery just to themselves that's Mm -hmm. all and me it was i want to solve it at one point in time but i've i've found out a lot of things since those days yeah and uh I mean, I but, see I see a lot of people doing stuff that we did like twenty years ago. Oh yeah, exactly. And you know, I don't I don't shoot them down or I don't talk bad about them. I said, yeah, I did that twenty years ago. And yeah, yeah. Well, I was I was at a a, a conference, and there was a here in Texas, and there was a somebody giving a presentation, and it was something that I'd covered, like you said, twenty years ago, and it was like. Well, dang it, man! Uh, I guess there's nothing new been learned uh, if you're covering that yeah. from from years ago. You know, just try to you know if you're. I understand you have new people coming in that's so very interested in the subject, and they need to know these things too. Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, let's get let's get on with some new stuff here. I'm I'm, and I keep hoping to hear something new. But I yeah. don't. Everybody keeps things so so close. You know, they don't they don't talk about it. I think the newest things I've I've seen research wise mm-hmm. is is the drones. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And there's been like I don't know if it's real or not, but there's been ones where like uh, there's a couple I've seen on 
on the internet where it's like a drone and you can see somebody something walking and then it, mm-hmm. it like hugs a tree and it knows it's there yes, and then the drone yeah. is just like there because they see something and then you can see it running boom just take off yeah and you're all like okay that's something there um and it's all it's all black you know so mm-hmm. it's all like yes i would no, noticeable i wish we had drones whenever we were doing it so that is the only thing where i'm all like okay that's something new that's something yeah new. instead of just you going through the woods this guy literally parked off the road mm-hmm. turned on the drone and he went and it went miles and then he saw something i think i've seen that one yeah i think it's, I've a, seen it's that in one. the snow yeah yeah but so <laughs> yeah there there could be fake watching. but you know there's yeah. lots of new new tools that can be used, you know, that uh, since the price of uh, infrared's coming down, mm-hmm. you, you know, it's not as expensive as it was. You know, I was fortunate enough to see one on infrared. It was a gray and white, an old, uh, come from a fire station. And, you know, I got to see one and got a bunch of kids scared half to death. And I said, look at this. It's looking at us. Oh, Mr. Gross, we need to go right now. We need to go right now. No, it's all right. They're just looking at us. I think I told that story last time I was here. Yeah. But, but you know, I don't have I don't have many news stories, but I do have stuff that, you know, I covered years ago, but oh well. Here I am. There was there was one that's always stuck with me that you were telling me about one time. I think it was I can't remember who was with you. It could have been Buddy, it could have been um Jerry Heston, mm-hmm. but this was in Kingston, Oklahoma. You were telling mm-hmm. you were telling me a story about y'all were sitting y'all were sitting in the woods. I think I think uh, either Jerry's car or Buddy's car, and y'all drove into the woods, and y'all were sitting on the on the on the tailgate, and y'all were um, y'all had found some Mexican plums, and then y'all, mm-hmm. y'all had taken them off this 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 bushel. And y'all were eating them, and y'all were sitting on, you know, and the mm-hmm. the sun was going down, it was getting dark, and you could hear something moving. I think either from the left to the right or, le- or uh, right to the left, and you could hear it like going toward the the, the like these plums. And whenever they found out these plums weren't there, they got angry. Yeah, that was that was in Kingston, Oklahoma. That was when I was researching with the, uh, another group. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> and yeah, it was just. It was crazy. It it was, <clears throat> excuse me. It was. It didn't want us eating its food. You know, there was. They were uh, Chickasaw plums. And okay. Okay. So delicious, and we we just walked up to the. Didn't think anything about it, man. And we just walked up and grabbed the, uh, the plums and started eating them. Well, we didn't really stop and think that maybe we're eating something else's food, <laughs> yeah. which we were. Yeah, and it was it was highly pissed off, highly pissed off about it. Did you laugh at it? Oh hell no, <laughs> no, not well, Snooze not with the sounds, not with the sounds it was making. Yeah, and, you know, it was just one of those deals. And I remember going out with the original witness there, who'd seen one by a shooting range, and uh, I think it was me and. I can't remember who it was, Del Berry, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And we were going out, and he had a rifle with him, and a leaf, a pecan tree leaf would just twitch real quick, and this guy come unglued. He was he he was really scared, and uh, we went out, had another encounter there. Didn't get to see it. 
it was my fault because I had the spotlight and we'd hung a piece of chicken up uh, on a cedar tree. We're pretty high up. And I heard this. We all heard it. It was a swishing sound like swish, swish. And all of a sudden, the guy behind me yelled, over there. And by the time I turned my light on, it was so fast, it it moved from around the cedar tree and went for the chicken and made it back into the canyon behind it. And we all rushed forward, and you could hear the rocks just clacking. And it was my fault because I didn't turn a, the spotlight on mm-hmm. fast enough, which sucked, And but that's just how it was. I did it twice. I did it twice. And another one was over in... Uh, pretty close to where I had my first encounter where I had my first encounter and we were sitting there, got out of the truck, had the spotlight. And as soon as we got out of the truck, you could hear these calls coming from the Northwest of us. It was November cold mm-hmm. and shoot all of a sudden you hear these calls coming from the Northwest. And so we're, we're sitting there or standing there next to the truck and all of a sudden, you hear foot footsteps, heavy footfalls coming through the woods, and the leaves are being crunched and everything. And I had the spotlight held up to where just where I thought it was going to come out at, and I just squeezed, and it was too soon. You could hear it turn around and walk back, but it wasn't finished with us yet. It moved around us, and we went and sat on the tailgate of the truck. And there was a, a tree, I guess about 30 feet high, up in, I, I would say, 50 feet away from us. And this tree just started whipping back and forth. Whip, 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 whip. Wow. Holy crap. And the only thing we had was a 9 millimeter, which... That would just it, piss it off. It yeah. Tickle it. And, yeah, that would tickle it. And that was like... Uh, but it did that and left, and that was all the activity, but... Mm. Uh, so, so many different encounters and and things that really I've had some that's really made me think, you know, how they do what they do. Uh, of course, if I've been in the woods as long as they have, I probably could do it too. Yeah, but uh, just just amazing things, you know. <clears throat> I mean, there's I, I've encountered some stuff that you know I didn't even. I, I, I think at the time I didn't even like try to post it anywhere because I didn't want to mm-hmm. be, you know, made, made fun of and stuff. So, um, cause I know I was in, I was in Lamar County with, uh, Buddy and Ken Marble and Tim Clay and, <clears throat> and we had a lot of weird stuff happen out, out there. And, you know, I know that people will say that most of that stuff was hoaxed and stuff, but, I know for a fact that we're like Bigfoot out there. I know that for a fact. All the oh, all, yeah. the, all the stuff that we've encountered, like mm-hmm. whenever we were the like the TBR scene, and after I left, and mm-hmm. you know, then there was like some other guy that kept messing around with our stuff, and all that all that stuff after that to me got tainted. But I know that for a fact that there were like Bigfoot stuff out there. But there was stuff going on there, Luke, that I I could not I could not explain. I could mm-hmm. not like I don't know. I mean. I was I was gifting a bunch of stuff and I never posted that anywhere, and these and these Bigfoot were like gifting me like shiny rocks or dead mm-hmm. birds or or even like um, herbs, 
Right. And like uh, the homeowner there told me, he goes, hey, you should drink it like a tea. And I, dra- and I drank it like a tea. And I had like the wildest dreams, you know, mm-hmm. the wildest dreams about a, a Bigfoot walking up to me and telling me, hey, you know, we're here, uh, you know, be kind to us and so, just stuff like that. And I, I mm-hmm. can't I can't explain it, but um, I don't know. I mean, I've had a lot of weird stuff happen to me. What and... else did you put in the tea? <laughs> that's what I want to know. It wasn't chamomile. That's <laughs> for sure. No, it was not. So, um, you know, I don't know. Sweet I mean, leaf. I don't know. I just think, I don't know. I just wanted, I just wanted to tell you that I'm, I'm so grateful that I, I got a chance to meet you and and have you in my life. And uh, I mean, I wouldn't, I would, Luke, I wouldn't be doing this show if it wasn't for you. Well, uh, well, thanks, Robert. But you know, it's like everybody come in and and let's learn together. And that's mm-hmm. that's what I wanted to do is yeah, teach everybody. And and then you came in. And it's like. This guy's really got it for Bigfoot. He yeah. really does. And it was like, okay, come on, let's go. You know, and, and you've experienced stuff with me out in the, in the field, and mm-hmm. Stephen has too. And mm-hmm. it's like, and then I've experienced stuff that I never, ever thought I would. Never. Never. And, and it's just amazing. You know, do I, and, you know how far can you go down? Uh, <clears throat> can you go down the rabbit hole? Yeah. <clears throat> but you know, I went as far down the rabbit hole as I think I could. Uh, I think I've never had mind speak. No, never had that. Yeah, never. I was going to ask you what do you what do you think about mind speak? So <clears throat> honestly, I don't know. I've <clears throat> they can control somehow, some way. They can shut a dadgum camera off. Mm-hmm. They can turn your video camera off that quick. Yeah. And not even touch it. And that, I've experienced that. And like I said, I'll talk about it. If I've experienced it, I will talk about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, more than once had recorders go off. Cameras. We were five feet from one in Arkansas. Five feet. And we, he was on the other side of some really thick, short trees or uh, bushes. And John held the camera up over his head and started to video. Mm -hmm. The camera shut off that quick. The battery just instantly drained. Gone. Yeah. And, you know, it's stuff like that. I can say, hey, I I don't know. Can I contribute it to the Bigfoot? Possibly, or could I can, uh, you know, uh, they may have things they can do that uh, we haven't even discovered yet. And that, and you know, as far as mine speak, I can't say they do or they don't. I've never experienced it before, but I've experienced pissed off Bigfoot mm-hmm. because I haven't come out to communicate with them. Right. Uh, not over food. Uh, I never territorial. Uh, no. No, not territorial, just pissed because I didn't come out and uh, interact with him as far as in a roundabout way interaction with with uh, the syllabic and stuff. I've had them mad. They could come up and smack the side of the house. And I'd say, hmm, okay. So I go outside, lay my little syllabic down, and lo and behold, everything's good again. Uh, 
you know, it's, it's stuff like that, you know, that they have, they have a language, they have, they have a speaking language. They can speak, you know, and as far as I'm concerned, they have a type of written language and, and people, I say that and people listen to this show and it goes, that dude's wacko. Well, come, let me take you to a few places. You know, I know, I know I talked to you off show a lot of times on the phone <clears throat> back when I was with Kenny and, and, and buddy and uh, Mike and mm-hmm. Tim, but we were experiencing some stuff like we were experiencing in the field, uh, sticks, mm-hmm. sticks on the ground, or sometimes they would be stuck in the ground or sometimes it'd be like something written on dirt. And mm-hmm. I know you've, ex- you were experiencing the same thing. Yes, I and was at the same time, and we didn't even talk about it, did we? We ever talked nope. about this? So never talked about it because I know you had a YouTube where you were doing you were doing like uh, I'll you know I'll let you explain it. <clears throat> what did I had a lot of YouTube, but this this one was just this was so intricate, and it's 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 multiple symbols, it, but made out of two simple X's. And they would rotate the branches one quarter turn, and in between, when you they would take the right branch, top branch and set it on the left, and the top branch of the left side and set it on the right, and then they would replace them. But in between this, there were symbols. If they were laid on the ground, mm-hmm. it created different types of symbols. I believe there was 20 different symbols that were made out of these two X's. And that, to me, that was amazing. Mm. It was amazing. And they, all they would have to do is to move the branches themselves and the X's, and they would automatically know what it says. If you think about that. Right. And, uh, but that, that was amazing. You know, and like I said, I was barbecuing some chicken in November. It was nice outside. So I'm barbecuing and a, a rock gets thrown at me. Bing, lands right next to me. Mm. And I knew what it was. Nothing else throws rocks out there. So I turn around and I know I've told this story again, but guess what? I'm going to tell it again. Do it. And I went, I, I grabbed, I walked to the fence line. I grabbed some branches and I held them up in my hand and I broke them, and then I laid some symbols down, syllabic down on top of uh, an old dog kennel that I had out there. And I went about my business. The next day, I came out there and looked. These symbols were changed. They were Mm. totally moved around. And no wind, no rain, nothing like that. Uh, Something had moved them during the night. Well, I made a mistake and tried to get a picture. And... The, the land next to mine, uh, there was a home that was there. Well, they had moved and they left a bunch of stuff there. Mm-hmm. But they left this little yellow tractor or a Jeep or something. It was a kid's toy, you know, pretty big, about three foot long, foot and a half tall. And, well, it was always upright. The wheels were always touching the ground. Well, I went and put a camera a game camera on the back of an old lawnmower I had sitting out there. And uh, the activity ceased. It stopped. And I walked out there, and I noticed that that little toy 
or that little tractor had been flipped upside down with the wheels facing up because <laughs> in, in, in my mind, yeah, you know, they said, okay, this has four wheels. That thing has four wheels. I'm surprised they didn't flip the lawnmower over. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and they, you know, and they would, I had a full tree, a tree full of pears, full of pears. I go out there one day, there's all the pears. I go out to the next, there's not one, but there's a chicken egg laying under the tree. There are no chickens around my house. There was a chicken egg under the tree. Oh, that's uh, not a really good swap. I was going to make some pear uh, jelly out of that, guys. But, you know, it they probably meant feeding on them for forever, but <clears throat> I was I was going to say that uh if only we knew what we were what we were t- what we were communicating with whenever we changed those those sticks around. I mean, yeah, and yeah, I, I never one time one time uh I got an answer, but I was using, uh, shoot, what was it? As a type of language, it was a Celtic language. Um, Ogum, Ogum. Ogum. Yeah, I was using Ogum, and I put out uh, an Ogum symbol, a friend, and I got back uh, Bamoa is what I got back. I'm sitting there, what is Bamoa? I looked up Bamoa. Bamoa. Okay. And and I looked up Bamoa and the Bamoa Indians were in South America, which had moved up through Mexico mm-hmm. and up into uh, northern Mexico and into Arizona, which were the Hopi Indians. And uh, it was our southern Arizona, but uh, it was part of the Hopi tribe was the... <clears throat> Uh, Bamoa tribe, mm-hmm. and I'm saying, how is this connected? You know, and I didn't mis misread it what it said, because trust me, spent years right. researching this, and uh, but that was what that was what it said, but that was all I got, and uh, another uh, friend, Tina Harder, in Ohio was using the same things, and she she got this really incredible response where they moved the, the branches and I couldn't understand. I couldn't even tell what it said. And I looked, mm-hmm. but they were using a different type of Ogham, not, not Celtic. Uh, wow. It, yeah, it was, they're smart. They're smart. They're so smart. And, you know, and a lot of people out there said, well, they're apes. No, there are way more than apes. Yeah, way more, and I'll sit here and I'll sit here and say that they're way more than apes. Uh, Do you think that they they pass this information on from generations? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, they have to <laughs> because it's found all over the, the across North America, mm-hmm. uh, Canada. You know, Winona, she was. In Canada, getting reactions. Pennsylvania, the same thing. Ohio, oh, you Maryland. Were, you were doing this in multiple states, right? Multiple countries? Whenever multiple you, states, right? yes. Okay. And the same response. It was the same response. That is amazing. And I went to, uh, oh, South Texas uh, Bigfoot Conference. Southeast Texas Bigfoot Conference. And uh, I wanted to share 
some of the, my findings, and there's one symbol that if you want to know if they're in the area, mm-hmm. just place this symbol out on the ground. And somebody was talking to me about that. I, I was talking to him. I said, here, I drew a picture, and I said, try this. I told her the, the length of the branches to use and uh, the width, that the diameter. And she said, okay, I'll try it. She went out and put it, placed this symbol, and the next day she had uh, reactions. There was, they were already messing with the branches. Wow. So to, to me, it's just like, and, uh, and the one, I can't remember which one it was. I have, there was over 100 and, uh, 100, 134 different symbols, syllabic that they use. 134. And some of them are vertical. Yeah. A lot of people are, they're out walking in the woods and they see these, these shelters or, uh, whatever they're calling them now, but makeshift shelters. And, if you look closely in a lot of these sh- that are mm-hmm. being found, there are syllabic in those structures, depending on what angle you look at. That makes If you sense. look at the structure. Yeah, that makes sense. And in the north, especially in Canada and the colder countries, they make lots of vertical symbols. Vertical, vertical symbols standing up because of the snowfall. That's yeah. that's only to me. Uh, that that's a sign of intelligence. That's communication, and I know they communicate because uh, we was in the section of Big Woods we went were in in the early two thousands, and I told the story before, but that's okay. We pulled up in this little slough, mm-hmm. and. We cut our way through this bamboo and chop, 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 chop. Okay. Cut a trail through. Well, we had to go back. We pulled the boat up, cut the trail, and went on to our uh, research stand. Well, the next morning we come back, there was this pretty good-sized branch that was laid across into the trees above the trail. And I'm going... What in the world? Well, of course, I was accused of uh, putting it there uh, by somebody else. But anyway, that's besides the point hmm. uh, because we didn't put it there. And, you know, I had no idea they were using bamboo as a food source, and which they were. We'd found tons of evidence that they were like chewing footprint. on it. Like chewing on it and stuff? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they were chewing on it and that's like, spitting that, it. That's like carbohydrates for them, right? Yeah, and if you don't watch out, you get pretty stoned too. Oh, yeah, or kill you. Oh. Uh, depends on how much you eat. Yeah, the younger shoots are safer to eat than <clears> the <throat> older ones. But I found the older ones, you know, broke off at you know four or five feet, and then the very tops of the bamboo just snapped off, snapped off, and gone. You know, not by wind, not by birds, something. Like a sign or something? No, like they were just broken off and eaten, hmm. the tops, because they're more tender than uh, the bottom of the stalk of bamboo. Mm, okay. But see, And that's where I first started seeing these syllabic, 
was in that area, we'd be walking down a trail, and I'd see these branches. There'd be a, like a, a, a square, then there might be a triangle, and then a square with one branch missing. All along these trails, I'm going, what in the world? And I took photographs of them, and, and that's the first time I've, I've seen syllabic. You, and, you know, we, we had uh, on last year, we had um, Gary Lynn for, with Australian Yowie Research. Mm-hmm. And they call him the finder because he always finds the similar, like, structures and mm, and yep. symbols and stuff. And I got I need to send you some of his pictures because he's sent me a bunch of stuff. And I talked to him about you. I mm-hmm. said, I go, you need to, I go, you need to look up Luke Gross and this YouTube video and look at similar because he's finding – we were finding stuff like that, like, in the early 2000s. And he, right. goes, and he goes, really? So, uh, like, he was, he sent us, like, a bunch of, like, you know, pictures, like, in the bush and, like, symbols. And, um, you know, he was he was just – he just sent me tons and tons of stuff. And uh, I need to send you some of his stuff because I, I'm going to probably say that some of that stuff that that he's been, like, finding is stuff that you've already found. So mm-hmm. it's, um, it's possible. And then so, they may have a totally different – type of language there yes uh, as far as syllabic uh but if they don't if it is the same that's scary that's that's mm. kind of scary and <laughs> kind of cool at the same time <laughs> yeah and you say hey how how uh how far back does this go was this uh yeah you know Pan- pangea maybe uh the summer and winter solace and stuff. I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. lots of stuff. And um, I don't know because because I, I do I do recall in the early years whenever I was with the TBRC, I was really good friends with um, Eric Alpin, mm-hmm. and he had just become like the the director of Pennsylvania Bigfoot Society, and he was he and I were sharing uh, pictures of like like you know tree structures and stuff like that. And he was finding the same stuff that we were finding. And mm-hmm. I, I just thought that was amazing. I said, man, it's just, this is in, like, you know, way other states and stuff. But now, I mean, the way the way we've always evolved and find all this stuff, it's it's around the whole world. Around the whole world, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Structures so, and... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it, it it is. And then it's like, okay, why and how? But, you know, it, it's, like I said, I don't know. I don't know. I can only tell you my opinion and right. what I think. And uh, Do I think they're from UFOs? No, I don't. I right. don't. But I can't say they're not either because I've, but I don't think they are. But, you know, uh, you know I, I learned a lot from you. I mean, I learned a lot from you, how to how to break stuff down, where to look, how to mm-hmm. think. Uh, I mean, you, you taught me lots of stuff like, you know, even whenever we would get like Bigfoot sightings, uh, of an area that would rarely get Bigfoot sightings, you would always, you'd always tell me, goes, Bob, you have to, you got to research the, the area. I mean, like, you know, years ahead, you know, what, what used to be here? Was it a, was it a, you know, fish mm-hmm. hatchery? Was it a farm? Was it a, you know, that they grow watermelons? Did they, I mean, you, and I would say, I go, wow, I didn't even think about that. You know, mm-hmm. if, if, a, and- if, 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 uh, older Bigfoot was coming through this area to maybe try to find like an old fish hatchery that wasn't there anymore. And, you know, people saw it and then like reported it and stuff like that. So, 
because I would I would look at some of these sighting sighting reports that we used to get, and I go, why would the why would they be a Bigfoot here? Because he used to always tell me, okay, you know this this Bigfoot was sighted here. Why is it here? Mm-hmm. Let's let's look outside the box. Let's let's look at why did he come through here? Why did people see it? And so I've always thought that was amazing the way the way you taught me on that, and you know look at uh, electrical right of ways, gas right of ways. It's just stuff like that. I mean, I all the above, all of the above. Yeah, you know, and and it's it's it right now. People say, "Well, I'm going to go to the piney woods and see if I can find a bigfoot." I like this voice that you do. I know it started like it kind of like a mocking that he he's like, "Oh no, wait, let me." Yeah, kind of, sort of, but you know, I'm I'm going to the piney woods and I'm going to. Gonna try and find a Bigfoot. Yes. Okay. Sounds like Adam Sandler. Okay. Yeah. You can go to the Piney Woods and you can probably find a Bigfoot or multiple Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. But there's certain areas that you have to look for in the Piney Woods. And that would be the riparian forest that runs into the Piney Woods. Mm hmm. That's that's all your deciduous forest. That's that's where your acorn trees are, mm-hmm. and and your food source trees are at, and and that's where they're going to be, and next to the water. And what goes into the riparian forest, the deer, the wild pigs, uh, and all the other animals, and they'll pass through these pine thickets, and they might go in. A deer will go in into the pine thickets, sure, and eat the the pine cone nuts, but. Uh, the pignons, but mm-hmm. it's it's you got to kind of think ahead of what what's going on. It's like I had somebody. Uh, matter of fact, I believe it was oh, who was it? It was Logan and uh, Logan, Mary. Yeah, Logie. Yeah, Logie. Right. And you know, I I I told them where to go in. In the area outside of Mineola here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was telling me that. He was telling me that that you had told him where to go, and he went out and set up. And, and I think I think he got some activity too. Yeah, he got tree knocks, uh, tree knocks there, and you know, but that was only because I was walking down this trail, and the only reason I knew this is I'd heard I'd heard some stuff come from the area, but I didn't know exactly where. And as I was walking down this trail, there were pine trees and a, a few other trees. But all of a sudden, here is a huge stand of bamboo. And the vegetation changed in this area. It automatically just mm. instantly changed. And I walked through. Matter of fact, my wife and I were followed out of that area. And uh, I said, this is why they're here. And I walked a little further down the trail, and I've seen some... Uh, Branches, three branches leaned up against a tree. I'm going, ah, okay, this is the spot. But if I didn't see that veg- vegetation change, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have went any further. Yeah. And and I, like I said, I told him, I said, just take this trail and go that way. And they're there. And they're still there. This time of year, they're there. And, uh, yeah. But, <clears throat> Just if you just teach yourself, you know, I learned a lot of stuff. I had to, I had to teach myself. You know, I didn't go to school for biology and zoology, entomology, any of that. And so, what I do, 
I read books, but I, I never read a Bigfoot book because I wanted I, to learn, learn everything on my own. I think that was awesome that you, that's something that you've, I know you told me in the past, cause I don't read it. <laughs> so. Yep. Then did I have a, a collection of Bigfoot books? I did, but I never read one of them. Do you, do you have Jerry Heston's book? No. Yes, I do. Do you? Okay. I do. I have his book. And, uh, but, you know, it was just, uh, there's so many things, you know, that you can learn when, when you study, you know, you say, well, you find out what, like at Leah's place, mm. when we was hearing the tree breaks going on out there, were you there that night when yes. all those trees? Y- yes. You told okay. me, you told me exactly what time they were going to come through and do that. And actually they did. Yeah. And, and, but I researched, I looked at those trees, found out what kind of trees they were, measured, measured the height of the trees. But the only trees that were getting broken over were trees over 25 feet high. Mm-hmm. The smaller trees were not getting broke over. And the trees were Mexican plum trees. Yes. So, so to me, only the taller ones were getting broken over so that they could get the food. The shorter ones, they just walked up, and some of them were broken over to where they would still grow. They would continue growing and producing fruit. Now, go figure. Bigfoot farmer, farmer Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, agriculturalist Bigfoot. But, yeah, they they would do that. And, you know, I got into a little, a little more and researched a little more. Yeah, because I, I do recall that night uh, when I was with you, you told me, they're going to be coming by at a certain time. I don't know. I can't remember exactly. You said I don't know. It was about nine forty-five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you tell me. You tell me they're going to be at around here at about this time. They're gonna they're gonna let us know that they're they're, they're that they're the alpha. They're the dominant, and then and then they're going to come back around five in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I go okay. So Leah had a but. Do you remember this? She had a bunch of dogs. Mm-hmm. And then whenever like these dogs were really friendly with us, but as soon as like these two time zones were. At its peak, these dogs were under the house. Mm-hmm. Like they were nowhere around anymore. So, and then we, I, I, I do recall, uh, you know, I was hearing pow, pow. And I thought at the time, I thought it was a shotgun. And I said, I go, someone's shooting. And you go, no, that's the Bigfoot breaking branches. And I go, oh, okay. And then, <laughs> like, whenever, it, you know, and then, like, everything was calm after that. And we were talking. And then around five in the morning, uh, it was coming back around and it yelled. Mm-hmm. It yelled so loud that my, you know, my whole chest vibrated. And then you told me, because um, that, you know, at the very beginning, you said you're either going to love this, Bob, or you're not. Right. And so <laughs> you told me that, and I go, okay. I said you're going to ever, you're going, you're, you're going to either want to keep doing this, or you're never going to come back out here again. And so as it came back and screamed, and my chest vibrated. Uh, it left, and I think I think we slept maybe like an hour or two or something. Mm-hmm. And then, I was going to say, did, that, did y'all wake up to that screaming? Because I'd be pissed. No, no, we were awake. We were awake, but as it left, you know, then it was like, I don't know, like five thirty, six o'clock. So we just took a little nap. And I and I do recall you waking me up. And you go, so are you hooked? And I go, yeah, the hooks are in me. So, <laughs> so, but that was like that was probably one of the best experience I've had because like. Mm. I think every time every time you've taken me out, Luke, I've always we've always experienced something, mm-hmm. and I've always been amazed by that. So, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll be honest with you, I think that it's your mindset. Mm-hmm. It you know, 
I can go out and people are going to think I'm crazy. I don't give a damn, but I can go out into an area and I can sense if they're there or not. Mm-hmm. You get, just get this feeling and it could be because maybe the wildlife's all quiet and you're not really paying attention to the wildlife and just maybe it's a, a basic instinct that we have that, you know, our frequency, there's something here. Our, our frequency. Yeah. We was at Hall. Yeah. We were at Hallsville when we were at Hallsville and we, everybody got out. Yeah. It was Billy, Cassie and myself walked to the left corner of yeah. the cemetery there. And I looked at Billy. I said, something's not right. And he, we all three agreed. No, something's not right here. Something's up. And it wasn't much longer when that call came from the Northwest. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, I, th- I think you can sense when they're there. I can, uh, or they're going to let you know. Mm. They're going to let you know if, if they, if they want to be known, uh, then, then, you know, you'll get, you get a scream. Most of the time it's more subtle though. It's a more subtle introduction that I've experienced uh, going into an area. If it's a big area, you know, you might get a, a what I call a huff or, a, mm-hmm. you know, the real gruff sound. Yeah. <laughs> get those or like just, that. Yeah. Little, little rocks getting thrown. Just little rocks. Do you, Maybe a little stick. Do you think that these Bigfoots, they know that whenever you're out there, whenever this is you, Luke, Luke Gross? I'm uh, here. Let me say this. Everywhere I've moved since I was in Lone Oak, there was a, well, another place, but when I was in Lone Oak, I moved away and I went to Golden, Texas. Mm-hmm. They found me in Golden, Texas. They, I started having Bigfoot experiences there. And then I've come over here and I've picked, I've already got like 10 reports from right here in Hawkins, Texas. And, uh, I've had things come up, not to my house, but behind my house, the weirdest whistling sounds you've ever heard Hmm. in a, in a dead of night, freezing cold. And you go out there and it wasn't an Eastern screech owl. Mm Hmm. It was different whistles, and one one day the neighbor came out and said, "Did you hear that sound last night?" I said, "I sure did." Uh, you know, it's, but they've always found where I'm at, and I used to call it back in the day, scent association. Mm-hmm. You know, they knew my scent, and if the same ones are coming through here that I've had encounters with before. I smell, I smell Luke. Oh my gosh. He needs to take a shower bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, yeah, I, I think they, they can tell. And I think they can tell, like I said, your mindset. Right. I've always been open to them as, as far as, you know, I'm not out here to hurt you. Matter of fact, I'd like to, when I first got started, I wanted to go disappear in the woods with them and uh, stay with him. But, nah, that never worked out. That's okay, though. I'm going to... You're reenacting 
Back to the Future. They found me, Bobby. I don't know how, but they found me. <laughs> I'm looking for it, Bobby. Ooh, ooh. I the was... <laughs> I was going to ask you, do you remember, and I, I say this story all the time, and I always, I always talk about the story, but do you, do you recall uh, when we were with the TBRC, we got a phone call from some lady in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about she was she because because I remember it was over the phone and I because I think don't was, go there Bob <laughs> don't go there I know where you're going this this was the first time you involved me in a, a, like an incident report or something like that and it was a lady that claimed that Bigfoot mm-hmm. wanted to have sex with her and mm-hmm. she knew this was true because this Bigfoot was coming down the mountain with a glowing penis. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Hey, blue, blue, <laughs> glowing penis. Do you, do you recall that? A hundred percent. Okay. Oh I have, I trust me. I wish I'd never let that report out. <laughs> and I, but I'm going to be, and I researched, I honestly researched everything. You know, how I am. I said, okay, mm-hmm. what can make these Bigfoot's penises glow blue? And I started looking. And there's honestly in that area, in the same mountain where she was at, there were mushrooms that grew there. They were called jack-o'-lantern mushrooms that glowed blue. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so, and I said, okay, well, who knows? But uh, yeah, we was we was on the phone with her, and uh, there was two of us, one in hiding, uh, actually. Yeah, and uh, listening to this conversation and. Was like uh, somebody I know went there. Somebody went there and really? said yes, and they said, uh, "No, this is no possible way." I said, "Okay, that's good, but I got to live with that story from now on." Thank you, Bob. Thank you so, cause, so much. Because because I do recall after that, I asked her, "Go, Luke, is that possible?" And you go, "Yeah, yeah, you know, phosphorescent." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. So I always I, I tell that story every now and then, and I say, you know, I was I was indoctrinated into TBRC mm-hmm. that way. So, <laughs> oh yeah, glowing it's called, penis. It's called have you um, have you um, never umphalotus olarius? Umphalotus olarius. That's, that's the Latin name for it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Jack o' lantern mushroom is a poisonous mm-hmm. orange killed mushroom. Man, he wanted the. Oh, never mind. Appear <laughs> similar, yeah, as for its uh, bioluminescent properties. Awesome! <laughs> there you go, you did it. Yeah, I looked you it did. up, Luke. Um, what are, What are your thoughts on skinwalkers and dogman werewolves? What? Are you, oh my! Uh, oh my gosh, that's a pretty in depth subject. Mm-hmm. But. I'm a pretty big fan of uh, Skinwalker Ranch. Mm-hmm. Huge on the TV show. You know whether a lot of it's true. They've but they've got photographs from there of some things that look like an upright walking animal. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never I've never seen one. I've never seen a, a dog man. And I've I've known a lot of people that say they have, mm-hmm. and uh, Lori. I believe Lori Phillips is one okay. who has seen one in East Texas. Uh, so it, I, it could be possible another cryptid out there that nobody knows about. 
just fewer, fewer and far between. So, yeah. uh, and skinwalkers. Yeah. I, I mean, if, if the magic is good, which is, oh, I can't remember the tribe that's out there. Mm-hmm. Of the nation that's that's there that have uh, the skinwalkers, but you know they were used to. They were cursed, and then they would turn into skinwalkers and supposedly cause damage. But they did no. They did get a video out there of some animal attacking. I believe it was some llamas, no alpaca, mm. and. I don't know if you follow the program, but they had a cage set up uh, where they would put animals in to see if a skinwalker would come and attack. And they got video of something. Uh, I couldn't tell what it was, but, you know, I haven't seen one, so I don't know. I know uh, we had uh, Michael Sulfur on uh, earlier this year, and mm-hmm. um, he, you know, he was saying that, you know, that they don't, they're not supposed to, as as a Native American, they're they're not supposed to talk about stuff like that. They're not right. supposed to, they're not supposed to say it or mention it or tell the story of mm-hmm. it because then they they get themselves get cursed or get mm-hmm. get attacked on it. Or, so or whistle at night or whistle at night. Yeah, so whistle at night. Um, there's another thing too. Oh my goodness, can't think. It's just interesting, you know, to yeah. to run into all that because, like, I know. Whenever we were the TBR, whenever we were the TBRC, we were you know we were flesh and blood and stuff like that. But whenever I left, I you know I was I was open to a lot of talking to a lot of people, and I mm-hmm. just heard so many different stories and portals and mind speak and disappearing and the woods swallowing up a Bigfoot and uh, I mean there's just like there's so many stories and you know I don't want to discount everything and you know if someone brings you a story, I try to listen to them and try to help them out the best I can but there's just so many things out there that like you were saying earlier that we just don't know um enough That's of so so very true and we and we don't and and you know I wouldn't want to uh meet a skinwalker I wouldn't want to have a run in with one yeah. or a dog man yeah. or a werewolf uh you know that's that's just of course I think the werewolves, the loop garou of, of Louisiana, mm-hmm. that could be possible dogmen right there. Yeah. I, I have found tracks. I have found tracks of what I believe could be a dogman because I was in Louisiana and I seen this set of tracks, huge tracks. It had three pads on it. Mm-hmm. And chisel claws that come out and sink into the into the ground. Dogs have what? Three pads, and cats have what? How many? Four. Four pads. And I was looking, and I noticed something. I was looking for the front pads. There weren't any. No, it was four. There was four of them on the ground. I found them, uh-huh. and it went to a creek a shallow creek, probably two feet tall, deep. And there was only two tracks that went out, went across the creek. So whatever it was, stood up on two legs, walked across the creek, and went back down again. Hmm. 
and I've never seen these kind of tracks ever again <clears throat> until uh, Linda Godfrey, rest her soul, right, uh, showed me some photographs, and I said, she's "Oh my good, gosh, she's a good lady." Oh, awesome lady, awesome, absolutely. But you know, she showed me some photographs, and it was well, maybe, maybe. But uh, yeah, that's that's the only thing I've seen. Now I've heard some sounds out there in the in the field that I didn't know what they were. They weren't Bigfoot. I've heard a lot of different Bigfoot. They were more canine sound sounding, hmm. but huge, huge. Uh, howls and sounds. I mean, I don't know enough about Dog Band to talk about it. I know I listen to Vic Vic Hunt of stuff a lot, mm-hmm. and he uh, he's got tons and tons of stories about Dog Band. But there's very little, you know. And I could be wrong. If someone, if I'm wrong, just go ahead and write into me and tell me. But there's not that many stories of a Dog Band attacking people. Mm-hmm. And I know Linda Godfrey's, and I can't remember in one of her books. I, I want to say. Monster Among Us. Um, mm-hmm. She writes that she had thought, she had theorized that the most of these dogman sightings were around areas where Native Americans in the past had food sources, like you know uh, they were growing plants or they had water, you know, wells or whatever or mm-hmm. canals or something, and that they this dogman was there, from, I guess, from their shaman to protect the area from other people from other settlers or something like that. And so we're getting the remnants of these dog band sightings mm-hmm. that they just show up, you know, cause they're bound to this area. And you know, I could be wrong. Uh, they're bound to this area to protect it. And whether, the, you know, these, these livestock or these, you know, these food sources or these areas that they're planting still there or not, they're just bound to these areas. And that's why people run into them a lot in these areas. I don't know. That's that's one of I read that on like one of her books and I thought that was fascinating because there's, that is. there's not a lot of stories of them actually you because like they're big like, I, I I hear stories on Vic's show that are twelve ten feet tall and if they're that big you know they're bigger than most Bigfoot mm-hmm. and so they can they can do a lot of damage and if they're doing a lot of damage then you know you'd hear more stories about you know them killing people or killing livestock and stuff so so i don't know i mean it's just i thought it was fascinating mm. very fascinating mm-hmm. <laughs> luke is there is there anything that uh you want to pitch anything where you're going to be speaking at or you have a book you're going to be coming out with a or movie. A movie no the books the books not finished okay and my my, my videos I've had so many health problems as of late. Mm-hmm. I've had to just kind of lay a lot of stuff down and okay. concentrate on getting healthy. But you know, no, no engagements. I'll be at be at the uh, Tyler Paracon tomorrow. Okay. And and uh, but just as a visitor, just as a guest, just listening to people speak. There'll be you were supporting th- James, right? James Poe. Oh yeah. James and I think there's going to be a few other people there. There's going to have some uh, roundtable discussions and that I'd l- might like to get in on. Uh, maybe. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's good. Tell tell James I said hello. Uh, I definitely will. I, I miss him. He's such a good guy. I really like him a lot. So I was I was glad you you introduced me to him. So he's he's a good dude. 
He's a good guy. He really is. It seems like he cares like so much about other people and mm-hmm. so anyway. Um okay. Well Luke, anytime you want to come back on, man, you're you're more than welcome. I, I, I love you to death and mm-hmm. I wanna thank you for being my friend, my mentor for coming out to the hospital to see me, mm-hmm. uh, that meant the world to me. I just want you to know that 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 I was I was in a really dark spot at that time, and mm-hmm. to see you and Cassie, you know, and there to, to just to give me love and support. I, I mean that. Well, you needed it. Yeah, you needed it, and I think, I think he we the were boys there. Too. What I think he met the boys too. Yeah, the, I did. Mm-hmm. I did. And yeah. like I think I think even you met my uh, my uh, brothers too I think. Mm-hmm, I did. And really they, nice people. Super Ray, nice. Raymond, Steve, and mm-hmm. Richard was there. Yeah, they were. They were asking me, "Who's this? Who's this Luke guy?" Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. I was like, "Where did he? Where did he come from?" I know. <laughs> I go. He's local. He's, he's local. Yeah. He's, <laughs> so, he's just. Just call me El Pato Lucas. That's yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. G- Giganto Tejano, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Giganto Tejano. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, <laughs> I like that. I like and that, that is still my email address. Yes, I know. <laughs> wow. Still oh, to this day. Man. At Yahoo or AOL? Yeah. Yahoo. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Luke, thank you for coming on. I appreciate Absolutely. you. I love you. I enjoyed it. I love you guys, too. Okay. You. Bob, be good. And just let me know about uh, uh, Matt when Matt wants to, to okay. do the show. All right. I will, I will let you know. All right. All love right. you guys. Okay. Love you. All right. Bye.